Okay, class. Our final exam will be coming up at the end of this week. The test will be comprised of 20% written, 30% oral, and 50% anal. Any questions? Professor? Yes, dear? Will there be any extra credit? I am so glad you asked. This book was on a stand. I'd like to read you a page. My back over my hips as I ask if we should take off, take our clothes off. And he's saying yes before I finish my sentence. He's pulling off my t-shirt, laughing when I can't undo his shirt buttons. He's undoing my belt. I'm reaching into his bedside drawer for a condom. We're kissing again. We're rolling over. Obviously, you can see where this is going. I don't know if it's because we're feeling especially emotional or just tired. Or these past couple of weeks have been too much. But this reminds me so much of the first time we had sex. We were both terrified. And the whole thing was kind of terrible because we didn't know what we were doing. But it was good too. So good. Because we were a mess of emotions. And we were scared and excited. And everything felt new. So this sort of thing, this sort of feels like that. Nick touches me like he's scared at that any minute. Now, this book was at my middle school, and it was on a stand. When I rented it out to show my dad it, uh, the librarian asked if I wanted more and if I wanted a graphic novel version. Well, hell yeah, I want the graphic novel version. I love it when parents exploit their own kids to feed their own goddamn cynicisms. What they fail to tell you is that he was reading from an adult book, an 18 and up book. Yeah, dad went and got it for him, selected that passage, gave it to him. I'm sure he had him rehearse it at home time and time again. Drove him to the school board meeting. Had him read that sexually explicit passage with all the curse words on national TV in front of decent families. And then the dad took to the mic and said, we don't need books in our schools that teach these little boys how to suck dick. Kids standing behind him nodding. Mm-hmm. Them dick suckies. Who offended that kid again? Who is guaranteeing that kid isn't even going to be allowed to be a kid? We're going to fucking indoctrinate his ass right away. He's going to learn to hate right out the gate. Now let's go buy an 18 and up book for him to read and get busy. Can you fucking believe the audacity, but moreover, the goddamn ignorance? See, daddy can't go to the school board meeting on his own like an adult and make an intellectual argument or voice intellectually his concerns. Nah. He has to go out and buy his kid an adult book, select a passage, have him rehearse it, drive him up there. His dad totally used him so he could go up there and scream and yell so he could be mad and attack something, used his kid like a goddamn carnival prop to do it. Make him do it, whether he like, well, he's indoctrinated the kid now, the poor little kid who's not capable of making rational decisions on his own is sure going to resent his dad someday because trust me, 
This shit is going to come back to haunt him the rest of his fucking life. Yeah, dad's going to grow old and die and retire and go away, but he is going to have to live with this shit forever. He'll never be able to get away from it if it spreads like wildfire, and chances are that video is going to spread like wildfire. Dad, you should have thought this out. I cannot believe you did that to your 11-year-old son. I bet you a thousand bucks that kid grows up to be a porn star. <laughs> I, I look, I, it's a terrible thing to say, but I know what I'm talking about. That kid is going to be a porn star. You're damn right. But this reminds me so much of the first time we had sex. We were both terrified, and the whole thing was kind of terrible because we didn't know what we were doing. Every porn movie he does will start with that passage. My name is Humpty. Pronounce with the Humpty. Yo, ladies, oh, how I like to fuck thee. And all the rappers in the top ten, please allow me to bump thee. I'm stepping tall, y'all. And just like Humpty Dumpty, you're gonna fall when the stereos pump me. I like to rhyme. I like my beats funky. I'm spunky. I like my oatmeal lumpy. I'm sick with this. Straight gangster Mac. But sometimes I get ridiculous. I'll eat up all your crackers and your licorice. Oh, yo, fat girl. Come here, are you ticklish? Yeah, I called you fat. Look at me, I'm skinny. It never stopped me from getting busy. I'm a freak. I like the girls with the boom. I once got busy in a Burger King bathroom. I'm crazy. Allow me to amaze thee. They say I'm ugly, but it just don't faze me. I'm still getting in the girls' pants, and I even got my own dance. And Alex Murdoch can kiss our asses goodbye. <laughs> I knew he'd be found guilty. I knew it. He was convicted on the preponderance of the evidence. You see, no one actually saw him pull the trigger, but we don't have to. He put himself there within just a few minutes of their death after lying about it. Said he wasn't there at all. He was out visiting somebody who couldn't testify. And looky there. I always thought the attorney used two rifles to kill his family to make it look like two different people did the killing. But he fucked himself. He forgot about the striker on the guns and the imprint they leave on shell casings. Just like a typical narcissist, he was convinced he was quicker than all those highly trained forensics people that CSI was going to send down. Hey, dumb fucks, I don't give a shit how fat your bank account is. Doesn't mean shit. That money can be gone just as quick as you got it, dummy. I've had big money. I've had no money. It comes and goes like goddamn roller coaster. Doesn't make you a person, doesn't make you a man. Means nothing. Yet you base your whole life on it. And now you're going to spend the rest of your life in prison with your fucking teeth knocked out and a butthole so stretched apart every time you go to poop. It just rolls out. That's right. All the other inmates are going to think you're playing jacks. I wish nothing good 
for this man because he is no man. He's a gutless, spoiled turd, and he's getting exactly what he deserves. Now, you think about that, asshole, if you're thinking about 86 in your own family. Might be a good idea if you just get a divorce. But please, don't take it from me. Take it from an expert. O.J. Simpson. Well, uh, that seemed to be the case here with Murdoch. The one thing that the jury must have seen is that the guy's a liar. And once the guy's a liar, you can't believe anything he says. Now, I thought, and as I said, I didn't watch the whole case, so I don't, I, I don't know. I'm not qualified to render a judgment one way or the other because I didn't watch it all. But I know the guy's a liar. And it's hard for me to think that he could have... Uh, been on the stands five, six, seven days and without lying, and I guess that's the way the jury saw it. In any event, it's done. It's over now. <laughs> Down goes Murdoch. And that's coming from the big dog right there, Alex. Yeah, you're going to fucking prison. Hey, if there's a silver lining, you can start a Jacks tournament. <laughs> they try to tell me how many cats people can have my babies don't like strangers how many babies do you have more than a couple some people out there are just absolutely crazy for their cats they love cats they love their cats the cats are almost like a fucking addiction sometimes they got a three four five six seven eight cats can do better than that when I was a kid, I used to work for a madam in West Los Angeles as a teenager. And um, I'm not going into details, but I will tell you, I was pretty much held prisoner in this fucking penthouse for like a whole month. And, you know, I mean, I had roof access and everything, so I got to go outside on the roof, but I wasn't allowed to leave the building or anything. Anyway, um, long story. I wrote a book about it, and if I ever release it, ah, fuck it. Anyway, um, that woman... I used to work for had more fucking cats than you can imagine. I don't know how many cats she had because there were so fucking many. They were in every fucking room. Now, we resided on one side of the penthouse. And when I say we, I don't mean I was with the madam. We were never romantically involved, but she had her master bedroom and I was in the guest bedroom on one side of the penthouse and you had to walk all the way to the other side of the penthouse and there were some bedrooms over on the other side of the building. You walk past the bar, through the kitchen. As soon as you hit that hall, you could already smell the piss down there, the cat pee. Because them rooms down there had litter boxes in them that hadn't been changed and God only knows when. My first fucking job was to clean up that mess and the carpets and oh, I fucking hated it. Hey, but I was getting paid 500 cash money. Shit, yeah. <laughs> that was big money back then. 500 a week. Anyway, and it sounds like it was the coolest job in the world. Yeah, it was for about three days. Then you get so goddamn stir crazy, you start going so cabin fever, you just want to get out. Oh, the, the, the novelty of roof access and deck chairs out there with your feet up on the ledge, drinking wine every night, that wears off pretty goddamn quick. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Oh, uh, the whole point of that story 
is the obsession people have with cats. It's almost like piercings. One piercing isn't enough. You got to have 30 piercings. Just like this woman. One cat wasn't enough. Not even two. She had to have 30 cats. Yeah. A New Jersey woman fighting eviction set herself, her house, and her cats on fire in a massive explosion. 11 a.m. yesterday, I believe, or day before yesterday. Neighbors were evacuated while police had a standoff with the woman. They were trying to evict her out of this home. She had all of her cats. She's still unidentified, too, but I guess I guess the police were there. The lawyers were there. The landlord was there. The eviction was underway. She wouldn't open the door. Suddenly, they smelled gas. Yeah, natural gas. She snuffed out the pilot lights and filled that house up full of gas and lit a match. Yeah. Her and her dozens of cats all perished in the explosion. No, no, it's not the madam I used to work for. She dead. Yeah, you know, madam I used to work for. She died in prison a long time ago. Anyway, I guess they had all been threatened at one time or another by the woman with a bomb. She said she was going to blow up the house and everything in it if they didn't leave her alone. Well, she fulfilled that promise. I like people who keep their word. I am so proud that Oklahoma is moving forward on recreational marijuana and they've at least put it on the ballot. Listen, guys, whether it passes or not is irrelevant. The point is we're having the discussion. This stuff is being put on the ballot and the people are going to decide. That's America. I am so for it. Even if you lose, you have to accept it. We'll get them next time. The reason why I bring up state question 820 isn't because of the question itself or even my stance. I bring up the whole thing because here's what irritates me. I was so disappointed to see my friends at KTUL, Channel 8, who failed to challenge a woman who was against state question 820, and that's fine if you're against it, but they failed to challenge her at all when she started lying. If your reasons hold water, I'm on your side, actually. But when you go on TV and you flat out fucking lie lie and start fear-mongering that pisses me off and maybe i'm being unfair to ktul but i mean you gotta give every side i get it i get it it's just why didn't one of the moderators go are you sure marijuana's addictive are you sure it's addictive are you sure it's not more of just a habitual drug take it from an alcoholic crackhead you do a gram of Coke every fucking day for a month. Drink a pint of bourbon every day for a month. Smoke a gram of weed every day. No, I'll tell you what. Smoke a quarter of weed every day for a month. Then don't do anything for five days. I'll come over and be elated to sit down at the dining room table to hear you explain to me about how you're not thinking about going out to the park to suck dick for a bud. Yeah. 
or knock off your elderly neighbor for the money out of her purse so you can go buy a joint. Yeah. See? You ain't got to do any of that. I brought you a bag of weed right here. There you go. Plenty of weed on me, isn't this it? This is what you want, right? No? Hey, where are you going? Hey! What the fuck are you doing? Stop, man! Third time's a charm. Surprisingly, it wasn't the weed he wanted. <laughs> All right, I'm going to quit being a shit heel here for a second, and we're going to leave the show today on a very positive note that I think will make everybody smile. Everybody, no matter who you are. Bruce Willis made his first appearance. His first public appearance. You're damn right. Furthermore, he did it on his own. That's right. Bruce Willis spotted up in New York, publicly seen, ever since being diagnosed with the uh, frontotemporal dementia. It's a pretty cruel fucking disease. I mean, your motor skills just go. But let me tell you something. Yippee ki motherfucker. Badass yippee ki motherfucker is right. Bruce Willis is fighting this shit. And I love fucking fighters. I love people who go down fighting. During the outing, the actor sported a gray beanie, blue sweatshirt, black pants, paired with a black watch as though that matters. I'm sure he dressed himself and he looked great. Having a hard time with movement. You know, his movement's a little slow, stiff. He has balance problems, changing behavior or language. I think he's speaking um, Mandarin now. You know, Bruce, I'm fucking pulling for you. I really am. Unlike Alex Murdaugh, we're pulling for you, Bruce Willis. We really are. I hope you have a great weekend, man. Thanks for putting on a brave face and showing us how the fuck it's done. Motherfucker. <laughs> I'm teasing. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for the Stand the Joke Man show. We're going to cut this shit early and get out of here. Stand the Joke Man show is a product of Joke Man Productions, LLC. Broadcasting from the Boys Room Studios here in Henrietta, America. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at high noon on Apple, Amazon, Pandora, and Spotify. I need show sponsors. I need a partner. I need something. I need a paycheck on this bitch. If you need to get a hold of me or you care to advertise, hit me up. Joke Man Productions LLC on Facebook. I'll be back Monday, my friends. Have a great weekend with your family. Burn your shit solid. And I'll be back at high noon. Sunday, Monday. That's the day. I'll see you then. Until then. Adios, mi amigos. Bye, con Dios.